What's up, what's up, bitches? Back with another week. We've got your host, Leah. And your co-host, Bree. We're so excited that we have another person joining us for this episode this week. We've been hyping it up to you guys. You know that we have Amanda Pace coming on with us. She's from Joe Millionaire. And we loved Amanda's vibe during the whole show. She's so positive, so relatable. And during the entire experience, we were really just curious how her journey went. So we knew that she was going to be the perfect guest to bring on and get the tea. Yeah, which she was. So listen to every single second of this episode and let us know what you guys think. Can't wait, guys. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. So we like originally found out about you from watching Joe Millionaire and mm-hmm. like you were so easy to connect with first of all and you were like half of the reason why we continued watching just to see how your journey ends for you. So, you know, we've just followed you ever since and we were so excited that you got back to us and were open to this interview. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I mean, it's so cool to connect to people who did watch the show because it was just my reality in the time. So it's awesome to hear you guys say that, you know, you were kind of keeping up with me and I can't wait to, you know, touch base after the show and everything too. Yeah, no, we were definitely keeping up with your journey for sure. I'm excited to watch everything unfold. Um, And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So we're excited Um, and we really appreciate you coming on episode um and taking time out of your day to talk to us about it of course okay so Leah do you want to start yeah so we'll get into it so we'll start super general like kind of just getting to know you for people who aren't super familiar um so where did you grow up so my story is kind of crazy I mean I'm like a wanderlust soul so I was born in New York um when I was about six we moved to Florida um to escape the cold weather and then When I was 18, I moved to California to go to college out there. So I've lived kind of like everywhere, but I I think I resonate most with California because that was my adult years, 18 to 28. And now I'm back in New York City currently. Okay. Are you currently living on the East Coast, New York? Yes, I'm currently in Manhattan and it's, it's been wild, but it's good to be back to my roots and yeah. my family is over here. So it's nice. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's a little bit how I feel. I just moved to California. Um, oh. a year ago I'm from New Jersey um, okay so I'm like do I eventually want to get back to my old roots do I want to stay here so I'm like just in the beginning of my journey so yeah. I'm excited to see where it's going to unfold too I always say give it a year see how you feel and like experience explore and then yeah see where life takes you love that and love that you've experienced both coasts like that's relatable for both of us like you can yeah. see the best of both worlds you're like a least yeah. coast girl kind of like in the middle <laughs> are you both in california right now too yes okay which which part um we're so we're, we're in newport beach right now oh i'm for, i lived in newport for so long so i lived there for about four years yeah i love newport so i think that's like the best experience you could have because you have like you're close enough to la san diego then you have your little Newport Beach town. Yeah. So San Diego, catch me there every single weekend. Yeah, love San Diego. <laughs> it's good. Um, okay, so icebreaker question. If you can get dinner with anyone in the entire world, who would it be? Oh, that's a tough question. Is this like a date or more of like an inspirational person or who? Um, that's a good question, actually. Yeah. We discuss that. Let's make it a date. Yeah, love that. Yeah, right now I have my eye on Jack Harlow. 
I don't know why. I feel like he just is like exudes like confidence and he's just like sexy and has swag. So that's like my current crush, but he just, you know, I don't know something about him. I feel like he's like chill and confident. So I I totally can like second that it's his, like, it's his swagger and his like, like, it's so appealing how confident he is. Yeah. And I, like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> when he talks about certain things, he's just very confident in what he's saying. Yes, prime example of confident, not cocky. You know, he just is like, if it works, it works. If not, it doesn't, but I'm the shit. I'm like, yes, yeah. here for that. Yeah. I love that, but I'm the shit. Like, just yeah. having that little bit of knowledge <laughs> <about> yourself. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be too showy, but he knows it, so. Yeah. <laughs> um. So getting into a little bit of the show, did you sign yourself up for Joe Millionaire? No. So I think everyone that was on the show, we all kind of had similar stories that a casting agency, um, Cornwall Casting, DM'd us and said, hey, I think you'd be good for the show. And it was so, um, it seems like fake because it was so like random. Uh, but I'm just like a yes person. I always like to do new adventures or like I'm big believer in the universe. So I was like, I might as well see where this goes. I said yes. And then eventually I did some interviews on zoom. I believe it was two interviews. And then it was kind of like in the midst of COVID happening. So the interviews would go on and off. Like they would say, we need you to come to LA for an interview. And then it would get canceled and then they would do one. So I did do one in-person interview and that was with the agency Cornwall casting. Um, and then they kind of just brought me in and asked me questions about like my dating life. And they actually told me the show was going to be called love for real. Um, so we didn't even know it was called Joe millionaire. We, they weren't allowed to tell us how many guys it was. They just told us like, it's a dating show. And I was kind of nervous. Cause I was like, I hope it's not like something where I'm going to be like in my bikini the whole time. Or like, I didn't even know like the base of the show, but they're like, just trust us. Like it's like the bachelor. Um, so I was just like, yeah, sure. And then probably about like, I think two months after the in-person one, I got a call and they were like, you're on the show, pack your bags. You're going to Georgia. And I was like, Georgia. So, <laughs> so, and then I packed my bags. It was really complicated. They sent us a packing list about like a week before. And we're like, get like five dresses, five, this, five, that. And I got, I bought a lot of loungewear and like workout sets because I, you know, on these shows, you see them like chilling in the house a lot. So I think a lot of the girls overpacked like nice clothes, but the majority of the time we were just like hanging out in the house. So yeah. So that's kind of how that all unfolded. It's so interesting because like you said yourself, like you're definitely a yes girl. If you, you know, weren't even really sure what the whole context of the show was, but that's so cool that you were just down for whatever. And just kind of like trusting the fact that you were put in a situation. So it was going to be good for you. Yeah. I think that's how you have to go into like a lot of situations. Like I always ask myself, like, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is, you know, I, if I go in with the right mindset, I'll get not picked and that's destiny and that wasn't my path and I could say I did an experience of a lifetime you know so that was kind of where my head was at no that's awesome totally. everyone should have that mindset yeah <laughs> I'm trying to like preach it because it is like life's too short take chances and you know don't worry about like what people are going to think if you like get kicked off or whatnot so of course no that's awesome and that kind of answers my question though like my next one like did you no, the show was Joe Millionaire. No, yeah. they named it completely something else. Yeah. Um, so you can ask the next one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was your favorite feature of the house? 
Um, I love swimming and I love pools. I'm like a little kid at heart. Like I love having fun, but it was kind of frustrating. So when we all got there, it was, I called it upscale Jill because we were not allowed to do anything without asking a producer because I think they wanted to have everything on camera. So when there was like 18 of us, the guys stayed in a completely separate house. We did not see the guys unless it was like on camera. Like even if we wanted to hang out with them, it was like not allowed, which I guess is bittersweet because there was no room for like, you know, like behind the scenes stuff. But when we stopped filming, they would take the guys back to the house. We would just kind of hang out in the house and then they'd pull us in for interview. And we'd all kind of just be like sitting, waiting to go into interview. Um, So it was kind of frustrating. So there was such a big, beautiful house, like a lake. And I wanted to like explore, but they were like, no, you can't do anything off camera. So the first couple of weeks were definitely challenging. Um, Getting out of bed in the morning, you could not talk unless you had a mic on. So it was like very stressful because I was like, oh my God, like you feel like you have to like, you're like a child again. You know, you're like, can I go to the kitchen and get coffee? Um, And like, sometimes the mic people wouldn't be there in time. And it was like, very like, you had to like go by their rules. Um, That's so controlling and surprising to hear. Like you don't get that feel when you watch it. You know, it seems like you guys are just out. (laughs) Were you guys even allowed to listen to music? No. So that was another thing. I'm like, I have music on at all times. Like I wake up in the morning, I do like a man or a meditation with music, put on my TV. It's just like good. It it like soothes my day kind of. So even when I was working out, I try and go work out and like decompress and there was no music allowed. So it was so challenging to like get myself in a good headspace because no music, no phone. And then in, like, as time went on, they let us like get, have a little more free reign. Um, there was one day where they gave us a pool day and that was probably the best day. All the girls, we just had like margaritas and like went down the slide and like tanned and that was really fun. But that wasn't like the whole, that was one day out of like the whole time we were there so you do like the little things that yeah. you have the little things like just waking up turning music on like you couldn't even do that totally and it was so funny actually when we would go to on the dates um we would all ride together in like a black van and they wanted us to talk about the boys so they could like record in the car what we were talking about and we all just went to like listen to music and dance and like get like pepped up for the date and then they would be like okay one song one you guys can only pick one song right before we go in so we'd always listen to um let's get down to business by (laughs) so uh, i don't remember but yeah we'd always like and then we'd all sing and like get hyped and then go in but they would only let us like yeah it was so fun because like that was like everything to us because it was so brutal so that song like every time I hear it now I'm like oh my god no that's amazing did they say what the reason was behind no music they did not well sometimes they would say like copyright like if they if we had like like Cardi B in the background they're like said like I think it could be like yeah. suit or something right. and also I think that they want us to be in like a headspace of like you almost kind of you know music does like help soothe you and like it kind of gets your head out of thinking about everything so I think they want you to kind of be like head in the game you know yeah. and kind of messed up almost like almost like they're like breaking you guys down yeah. it's like wow yeah by the end of it it was definitely challenging and getting out of it was like I felt like I was living two different lives you know so it was weird yeah what did you call again um a mansion prison or something upscale jail <laughs> yeah there we go that's Sounds a good term. Right. Yeah. Like, explain that I was like you should have seen me after when I got out I was like I'm free because you get your phone back and you have like all these text messages and you're just like this is so wild and you kind of have to like I left there like 
kind of with a boyfriend and I was kind of confused I'm like was this real like I, I was between two lives and it was funny I was like does Kurt even have my number is he gonna text me like it's so weird yeah, but then it's like yeah. very strange yeah. sensory overload it's like which yeah. piece of news do you want to hear first like you know from 30 days ago or now yeah I don't even think I think I called my parents and one of my best friends and then that was pretty much it but when I got home I definitely was like a little bit like anxious I guess you could say and you're like just trying to adjust so I think you know getting off the show and having my whole life change I was definitely like not myself and definitely a little more on edge and I moved to a new city in the midst of all this so I had just moved when I was moving from Newport to New York I went straight from Newport to Atlanta then to New York so I was kind of like flustered because I was like okay I moved to New York new boyfriend no friends here like it was just like a lot to take in so yeah. It's just being in that mansion is a totally different reality from like the real reality that you knew. Totally. Know, yeah. You know? Wow, yeah. that is a lot. That yeah. is a big adjustment for you in like such a short span of time. Yeah, it was probably like one of the hardest times I think I've actually ever been through because you know, I felt like I was dependent on like, or looking for dependence in Kurt and our relationship was rocky. And then I like, didn't have anyone. So I had to turn inward and like find myself again. And, you know, I, I just really couldn't rely on anyone from the show. Like I thought I made some friendships and like, I don't want to get into too much detail about that, but they like kind of, a lot of the girls I thought were my friends kind of like turned their backs on me and kind of like, got in the middle of me and Kurt. So I just was like, honestly, like, screw this. I need to like find myself and find my happiness again. And I need to put the show like off to the side for a second. So get your mindset in check. Yeah. Again, you know? yeah. Which helped a lot. Cause it made me like fall into like this whole new chapter of like mindful wellness and like helping people. So that's kind of like a career path that I'm eventually going to go down. So, you know, everything happens the way it's supposed to, but it was definitely rocky. Very <laughs> yeah. true. Um, which leads us into our next yeah. question, which you kind of already maybe said was, how were the vibes in the house? Was it catty? Was it friendly? Um, the vibes in the house, I think, you know, I think for the most part, it was pretty good. And towards, it was really helpful that there was two guys, I think. I think if there was one, it would have been a lot more catty. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we were with each other, all the girls, the, like 90% of the time. Like I said, they would bring the boys in, we'd see them for the date and then it would, they'd be gone. So for the most part, it was good. You know, to, me and Carolyn were really close in the beginning and then towards the end, it obviously started to get like awkward a little bit, but I don't think, I always tried to be like upfront, honest about my feelings or, you know, and I think I would try and pull her aside and say how I felt and vice versa. So there was never any like behind the back, like yeah. stuff like that so I was actually really surprised and like happy to see that the house was high vibes and not like that's awesome you know, and like what yeah. you were explaining like if I was in that situation it's like you're leaning on those girls to like kind of get you through it you know yeah there's no music there's yeah. no phone like you guys just have each other in the midst of all this you know yeah. and you guys are also trying to find love like that is a lot for anyone to take on you know and I I did notice like I think like me and Annie became really close and she was like Steven's girl and I was like Kurt's. So that was kind of nice because you, you knew there like wasn't any competition um, so that we just like could trust each other, I guess. Um, but yeah, throughout the whole show, it was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. The, the, 
like hardest part I think was the elimination the anxiety that you'd feel in the room of everyone just being on edge was like the most traumatic thing I've ever felt like it was like you could hear like a pin drop because everyone was so nervous to get eliminated especially the first couple of times everyone was like holding their breath and then as time went on it became like easier and easier but yeah that was like the hardest part probably yeah, because, like, you don't want to go home, but also, like, if your best friend or, like, your rock in the house goes yes. home, that's hard, too. Yeah, and we, it was kind of crazy because we were growing such a relationship. It was like a sorority house, and I think when people would get eliminated, it was, like, really sad, but also you're kind of like, well, now I'm a step closer, so it's, like, it was very confusing, but for the most part, it was, I like I said, I think less catty because there was two guys in the house, so. yeah. And that's really like interesting to hear, by the way, about you and Carolyn, because I'm not sure if it's editing, if it like likely is, but the way that it seems is that you guys would have like beef, like from the start of the show. I know. Like, that's good to hear that you guys were both so mature that that's not the case. Yeah. Like I said, like we actually hit it off. Like we're like from the start, we actually grew up, like we have mutual friends and stuff from home. And I think like I said, it would just got, she never was like catty to me. It just was like awkward at the end, you know, cause it was kind of like, we're obviously going for the same guy and now it's kind of like weird, but yeah. And I always told her, I was like, you know, whatever's meant to be will be. And like, if like, I'm a big believer in that. So if Kurt didn't pick me at the end, I'd be like, I'm happy for you guys, you know? So I love your mindset. Me too. I love it so much. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So actually like speaking on your mindset, what do you think that you learned most about yourself after the show was over? I learned honestly the show I think the purpose of the show for me was like learning about myself because a when I went on I didn't realize how closed off I was I think to dating I was so scared to get hurt and when they would pull me into interview they'd be like are you starting to fall for Kurt and I'd be like no like I'm not falling for him but I think I was but I was scared to like open up on tv too you don't want to like open up and then get hurt but it really made me realize I'm like wow I'm actually really guarded and scared to open my heart to someone because I've been hurt in the past I've been cheated on you know so you don't want to get embarrassed so after the show I really took time to reflect on like what I bring to the table and if I can be more open um so I think just learning a lot about myself and like looking inward and like working on myself to uh, um like allow myself to be more vulnerable and I think you know after the show like watching it back I was like wow I was so guarded and I never even knew so that was kind of cool well that's awesome like having those walls like fall down and realizing that they were up to begin with yeah exactly because I was always like played the card like oh I don't care I don't care but I'm like maybe I that was me being guarded so you know just like being aware of my actions like watching it back that was kind of interesting and you know just staying true to myself I think I've talked about this like I never chased Kurt or I never like wanted to win anything I just went in there with like an open mind and we definitely connected and then it just kind of like unraveled naturally and um just having the mindset of if it's meant to be it'll be and if not you know my path will go this way and I'll eventually meet someone. Exactly. I think that's why we loved like watching you and your journey because you were just like (laughs) vulnerable. You seemed vulnerable in the show and maybe you got there eventually, like at the point that you just said, Um, and then you were just, just so kind and like going with the flow. Like you can just tell that it was just so genuine. Thank you. I mean, I think that's how I try and live my life. You know, like, like I, I think it is, it goes back to having that trust in the universe and like a faith in God of just knowing that like my, like my path will be good and trusting that I'm a good person and 
I will be given, you know, the things I pray for, the, the journey I'm going to live, you know, I'll be put on that. So. And you have that like content nature about yourself too, that I really connected with where you, like you said, like if it's meant to be, then it will be yeah. like either way. I'm, you know, headed still towards the direction of what I'm like meant to have in my life. Yeah. So I think that was like really cool to watch play out too. You know, it's like, it's interesting because you never know. I didn't know what was going to be aired. You know, you were filming all day long. So to watch back what was aired, I'm like, you know, I was proud of myself, how I did handle everything and didn't let the pressure of like no music or like the stress get to me. Um, I think like the best like things that we would do is like, they couldn't film the shower. So sometimes I'd go in the bathroom and like sit in the shower and just like decompress if I was like stressed. But other than that, I was like, this is a small time in my life. Like it's temporary. So just don't freak out. Like, you know, cause obviously there's times where I was like, this sucks. Like I want to go home. Um, but yeah, you just like, I think I just talked to myself off the ledge and was like, you know, just chill temporary. You're going to be out of here in a few weeks and see what happens. So how many weeks was it by the way? So I was gone for two months actually. And the worst part was we had to quarantine by ourselves in a random hotel, like in Atlanta for one week. So they would literally, we would only see, they covered our peoples. They would come knock on our door, slip a menu under the door and we'd pick our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I would literally sit in the room and like watch TV or work out. And like, they would just get a knock on the door, food delivery for a week. And I was like losing my mind because I'm such a social butterfly. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. But we had to quarantine. So did you have the phone during that time or no? During the quarantine, we did. At first, they weren't going to let us. And then we were, like, all freaking out. Like, we need our phones. Like, we can't not do- sit in a room. So like, that was good. Already, yeah, that's already intense. Without yeah. a phone, that's super intense. Yeah. The fact that they covered the people, though, that was so funny. Because all of us girls talked. We, like, put our ear out to the door to, like, hear. We didn't know how many people were there, how many guys were there. Like, we knew nothing still. So it was definitely interesting. And, you know, try and work out and stuff. But ultimately, it was just, like, mainly phone calls with, like, family and just like watching TV. Yeah, of course. Facebook yeah. saves lives. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So diving a little bit deeper um, back into the show, what made you more interested in Kurt than Steven? Kurt, like, it's so funny. I guess I pick up on like vibes or like the swag and Kurt definitely had that like bad boy swag about him. Like Steven was like such a sweetheart and like, like husband material. And I think I was still like, it's so funny. Cause I watched myself, like even my healing journey now where I'm at, like I used to go for guys like Kurt and like, want to be like a fixer. And like, he was like hard to get. And like, I knew he was the bad boy. So I definitely was attracted to Kurt more for that reason. Uh, I love that answer. So was that pretty like fast for you then? Like, were you pretty like aware soon off that you knew that Kurt was who you were more interested in than Steven? You know, it was like half and half because I do like, I liked, I connected with Steven a lot in the sense of like his family background. He loved his family. He's into like charities and that was kind of attractive to me, but he just had this like youngness about him. Um, like he feel like it felt like he like wouldn't, I'm very, um, like strong-minded and independent. And I feel like Steven wouldn't be able to like handle that. Like, I feel like I'd just like steamroll kind of, like, I don't think he's like, I wasn't his type. I don't think either. I think he wanted like a housewife and like a girl, like a more calm. And I think my energy is just more like aggressive or like, you know, I don't know. So I feel like me and Kurt just definitely have that more instant chemistry. Okay, yeah. So your vibe is very more independent. Like, you know what you want in life. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's and a great word. And to I think, 
Yeah. And Steven could have that, I think, but I, I just picture his life like with like someone who's like very like wanting to like relax at home and have kids. And I want that one day, but like right now I'm like on a mission to like fulfill my purpose and like be a career boss. And like, I have goals and like, I don't know. I just think he's more ready to like settle down is what it came off as to me. Of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think that the other women were along the same line? Like, did it seem like like, did it seem like everyone kind of knew like midway who they were more interested in or was it like a right away kind of thing in the house? I think everyone like wanted Kurt right off the bat, to be honest. <laughs> it was like, he just had, like, I think it's natural for every girl to like want the bad boy for some reason. Kurt just like had this, like, I don't give a shit energy and everyone was like, he's hot. Like, let's get, go after him. But I don't know. I think I was so overwhelmed by the whole situation. I just was kind of like, I don't even know, like, it's not like I'm like, I'm going for Kurt. I just was like, I'm here. Like if we hit it off, great. Yeah. I didn't think Kurt was into me until we had our first boat date when we went down the water slide and we had, we we're talking and we hit it off. But I was like, I don't know. I, it didn't like register in my mind. Like this is a competition. I'm like, you have to pick one. It was just like, I'm like, I'm here like living my best life. And I don't know. And it started like snowballing into something. But I think that yeah, the girls were very, like, um, they liked Kurt, but then Kurt kind of, like, he was very, like, set on Carolyn at first, and I think a lot of girls got, like, discouraged by that, so then people started to, like, get, take interest in Steven, and then me and Kurt definitely connected on, like, more of a friend-based, like, second date, and then we, like, had the make-out chemistry, and then, like, that kind of started our whole relationship, so, yeah, it was wild. Cool, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when did everyone realize that Steven was the millionaire? Was it when they bought you to the ranch? It was so funny because like the show definitely made it like more of a thing than none of us really cared because all of us girls, they had, everyone had good jobs. Like everyone had some sort of financial like stability. So I was like, interested. I'm like, why didn't they put like more girls who weren't like that on the show? Because it would have made it definitely more interesting. You know, like mm -hmm. I think ultimately Kurt had a good job too. And so did Steven. So it wasn't like Kurt was like dirt poor either so in my mind I was like you know both have good jobs like that's all that matters but um I definitely think Steven's I don't know like when I think all when we went to Kurtz and Steven's they both have like beautiful houses and like property and so I I really didn't know I thought both of them had money and they kind of both do you know like Steven obviously has a lot more but I think Kurt's successful and he comes from a family who has money as well so I think that was also own his own construction company too yeah yeah, yeah. that's why I was also confused. I was like, maybe they were both millionaires, you know? Yeah. That's what you were, like, thinking, but I think that ultimately they just kind of played that up for the show that Kurt's, like, broke. But, like, yeah. I think that both of them are doing good. Um, so I think a lot of us kind of, like, had that mentality of, like, they both have jobs. You know, I dated guys that don't have jobs at all. So I'm like... Right. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he has a job, so that's good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we didn't really talk about... None of us would sit around and be like, who's the millionaire? Like, it was just not really a topic unless they provoked that. That was, like, the one thing that they did provoke us to talk about because I think it, like, stirred the pot. Yeah, but totally. The funniest yeah. thing was watching you guys, like, watch Kurt, like, at his job, like, like in the pan, <laughs> okay. like, the whole thing. 
Actually, you know, I'm such a family person that when I saw Kurt and his element, that's when I like actually really started to like fall for him. Like when I met his family and I just love, I'm so close to my family that I'm like very attracted to that. So when I went to his hometown, I was like, okay, like I could see myself. That was the first time I could be like, okay, I could see myself dating this guy like for real. Because you're in the back of your head like, okay, we're on a dating show. Like, is this real? But when you connect with the family, I think that gave me like a sense of like comfort and so totally yeah um so spoiler alert ultimately Kurt does choose you um (laughs) did you guys get any sort of like private time where he was able to express that to you or was that like truly like shocking to you like that final episode so this was like super interesting so the night before the final he had a date with Carolyn first and then me like it was like an hour with her and an hour with me so we I knew about that and then when he showed up it was the pizza date where me and him were making pizzas in the kitchen and he was at, this wasn't on camera but he was acting so weird like would not talk to me would not look at me and I'm like oh my god like he's not picking me and I was even just like I was kind of like giggling so like, this is so awkward like I don't even know like I'm like should I just like tell the producers like to cut it right now like this is so weird and then I made him a flip book I don't know if they showed that either of like he made me a flip book but then I made him one and I like drew like really, like all of our dates out and like made it super cute and I made him a friendship bracelet that said like Aww. avocado at the camp yeah, so I gave him this avocado. yeah so I gave him this book and I swear like his whole energy changed he was like I think maybe he was feeling like guilty or like stressed about picking but then we had like a second to like connect and he was just like I need someone like you in my life. But I still was like confused because the first part of the date was like so, like <laughs> so quiet. And then the next part he was like, you're the one, like kind of like telling me stuff like that. So I was like, I don't know what the heck he's going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, I find the trash. It was the bracelet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He has it somewhere, but it was really cute. Like our connection on the show was like really cute. And it's kind of a shame, you know, that we couldn't make it work, but we can talk about that more later. But, you know, I think everything that we had was real. Um, and I think, you know, like leading up, I didn't know, but the, <laughs> the night leading up to the finale was brutal because they, we were at, they moved us into a hotel um, we were in hotel rooms by ourselves with just one producer. And then we started getting ready. I got, I was ready at 7 PM and I didn't see Kurt till 3 AM. So it was like brutal. Like I was sitting in a black car, like just waiting, waiting, waiting. And I actually, no, they put me in, a, they walked me downstairs from the hotel. They put me in a minivan and usually they travel us in black cars. Then I, they, this wasn't supposed to happen, but then I see Carolyn come down and she gets into a black SUV with like cameras. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I definitely am going home. Like I'm in a minivan. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even have a camera or anything or like a GoPro. Usually, like I was like, I might just be like going, you know, but ultimately like we were falling behind and they dropped her off first and then as she went out I got out and went into that car and then they like drove around to like do interview with me in the car and then I got out so I kind of like at that point was like maybe I am getting picked because I saw her get first you know yeah I'm dead at how sketchy they make things for you guys it's <laughs> like you guys are hostages yeah. like you can't I- out the window unmarked minivan you're like what the like what is happening right yeah, now? That's exactly how I felt. I was like, this is, that's why it's like, it's really a mental game of like staying calm and like, it was, it was hard. And I don't think a lot of people can like relate to that. And even getting off, like, it was like a little traumatizing and a lot of, I mean, it's like take some space for myself and my family's even like, you're like different. I'm like, what? That was like a lot to take on, you know? Yeah. So, 
I think it can be super traumatizing just what you're telling us like we're on the opposite side of it you know we're the audience like looking and watching and observing and we're thinking like these girls have the life. They're yep. in this beautiful mansion. <laughs> They're trying to find love. Why? Yeah. Escalates, like, picking yeah. them up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's definitely, and it's just such a good lesson to show that like, you're only seeing like one perspective of it. And someone actually like once explained this to me, like, say you're like looking at like, uh, even like a, a Coke can, like you can only see the front of like where it says Coca-Cola, but I can see like the back where it says the ingredients. Like you're only seeing your view. And that's why like, I love talking about, my experience on it because it's not all glitz and glam and like you know the stress and like drama I dealt with after the show of like you know going through a breakup and like like losing some friendships from the show like it was a lot to take on but you know ultimately I think I grew from it but yeah it's not all like roses and butterflies (laughs) no it doesn't even sound easy at all you know what I mean like it sounds like quite the amount of yeah guys Yeah, like, some days were great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, some days we're, like, chilling around the house, like, eating bagels. But some days it's just not an environment. You're, like, yeah, like, and you're just, like, waiting. Like, does this guy like me? Does he not? (laughs) So uh, it was definitely a lot to take on. But Yeah, of course. And like you said, even, like, losing friendships. Like, that's Mm -hmm. hard in itself. That could sometimes seem like a breakup, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and the way things went down, it just felt very, like, you know, like, everyone kind of, like, almost sided with Kurt. So I felt like... I lost like three people instead of just like one. Yeah. Well, that actually just leads me into the next question. Like, did you create true friendships on the show? You know, it was definitely interesting because I thought I did have friendships. And then after I won, I felt like there was like ulterior motives taking place of like, certain girls wanting their friends to be with Kurt or like, you know, I, I told one girl stuff in confidence and she kind of went back and told Kurt everything I said. So that was definitely like a backstabbing moment. And I, you know, I was honest. I was like, that really hurt my feelings, what you did and just no response. So it was really hard for me because I, I am such like a genuine person and I'm like, I don't really understand when people do stuff like that, because I'm like, what's the point? But people do have like agendas sometimes. And I think I'm such an open book that it definitely reminded me that I can't always be so open with people I just met, you know, and maybe it was like a blessing in disguise, but it sucked because I'm so like free and like, I just speak my truth, but I'm like, whoa, I really have to like reel it back in and like maybe confide in people who I trust, like my mom, dad, sisters, rather than these girls. But you know, they were with me and they saw everything go down. So I thought they get it, you know, but I thought that they would have your back and then yeah. ultimately like, Oh, not on the same page. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's like I said, like I try and look at everything like glass was like half full. Yeah. That's <laughs> half why, half full. Yes. That's why I always say, I always you tell you that I'm like, I never yes. look at the glass half empty. It's always half full. Yeah. Um, and like what you just said was when people do like go behind your back or just backstab a little bit, you know, like, you kind of reflect on yourself. Like I'm such a good person. I'm such a genuine person. Why did this happen to me? You know? And like, sometimes I like to remember like, okay, I know like what I bring to the table. Like I know I'm nice and kind and generous and maybe some people aren't like that, you know? Yeah. And I, I totally think that. And I think, you know, I'm a big believer in karma. So I never go back and like do the same thing. I'm just like, okay, not meant to be in my life, but I, it hurts, you know, it was definitely hurtful the way things went down because I think I was already like going through the motions of like trying to get back to reality. So, but yeah, like you live and you learn. And now I have like an amazing new, like 
friendships in New York and my family. And it's like, everything feels like right now. So that's Don't make me move yeah. back to the East coast. I, I don't know where, you know, I love the West coast too. So I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to end up. I might take a little time in Florida actually during winter. Cause I, I'm flying so much. So West coast is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so true. Like what you said about being vulnerable too, or like, you know, like kind of like having to reel it back. I'm the same way. Like, it seems like sometimes I like overshare or I forget that like, while I'm being vulnerable, I'm not remembering how everyone in the room is going to like take that information or where they're going to take it. And it's so hard when you're just such a genuine, almost like naive person. Like you just want everyone to treat you the same way that you're treating them. So like, Oh shit, let me like adjust this a little bit. Totally. And it's, it's like, not to say like, don't be vulnerable. It's just know who to be vulnerable with. And then like, because some people won't be happy for you. And I think they will like use the info and like take you down. And it's like, okay, now, you know, like who you can trust and who you can't. Um, but yeah, it's sad. It's like, it's the world we live in. So if someone's not clapping for you, then that's like a sign. Like that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Now I clap for myself. (laughs) So what was your thoughts when your families all arrived to the house? You said like, since you guys, you didn't have music and all of that, you know, like, how were you feeling to have like a breath of fresh air? We were all like literally shocked because I didn't think they could pull that off because um, COVID. So we were like, they had to have quarantined. So we were just like in shock and I was beyond excited to see my family. And it was, I talked to my family like three times a day on the phone. So it's, that was so refreshing and it definitely gave me the strength to keep pushing through and stay there. Um, so it was like the perfect timing for them to come out. And it definitely, I think, I think I was like very confused with me and Kurt. Like I still was feeling like I didn't know if I should like let my walls down or not. And then after seeing my family, they kind of gave me like reassurance, like, no, just like lean into this experience. You're already here, like give it all. And I think that like gave me a whole new perspective of I'm here, like do what you came here to do and don't like half-ass it. So it's the power of family and the power of the It is. It's you through like anything and everything in this world yeah yeah Um, so the next question is your mom was hilarious that we saw I'm sure you saw this question coming because we both (laughs) smiled when Leah said we're getting into the family yeah oh my god (laughs) we literally smiled at the same time knowing this (laughs) so what did you think of her all-star slogan slippery when wet So I think actually, it's so funny because I think it sounded like my mom said that, but my sister said that. So, but yeah, so we, me and my mom, my mom looked at both of us and like shook her head, but me and my sister, you know, we come from a big family of like girls and we always were like cracking jokes and, um, yeah, I think it, we're just like, sometimes we have these like inappropriate jokes. So. It was kind of funny because Kurt and I definitely had similar senses of humor. So he thought that was like hilarious. Um, but I definitely was like, Oh God, like you know, worried of what the world would think, but you just have to like roll with it. I'm like, it is funny. So if people don't think it's funny, whatever. So. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Like that was <laughs> so funny. Nobody can say otherwise. They're a hater if they do. Yeah. You know, I'm really going really to lean into like, not caring to what people think because after you want to show you're like oh like am I gonna like look like a certain way or like are people gonna think I'm like slutty because my sister said that and I'm like I'm at an age where I'm at in my life where it's like if it makes you laugh or happy like screw it that was funny though so funny what's your sister's name by the way Jenna 
Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I have two <laughs> Yeah, Debbie is my mom. Jenna's my sister. She's married with a baby. And then my other sister's name is Sydney and she lives in Denver. And then my dad's in Florida. So I was gonna say, is everyone on the East Coast? Partially, mostly East Coast and then sister in Denver. So yeah. Reason to take the um like the jet and like go see all of them at the different I know, right? Yeah. Well, that's what's nice because sometimes we have layovers and I actually just saw my sister in Denver. We had a layover there. Um, sometimes we'll drop the family and then ha- like stay in a hotel and then get the, where it's a charter. So it's like my schedule. I check an app every morning and it tells me where I'm going. So it's kind of wild, but that's why I try and just like make friends everywhere I go. Cause I'm like, it's life. Like you just make friends and you grow friendships and I'm always all over the place. So and you roll with the punches. Yeah. Like you just do, you know, whatever you're dealt. Yeah, exactly. So do you think that you would ever reconsider going back to a relationship with Kurt or is that like sign sealed delivered? So I think it's sign sealed delivered, but I would like a friendship with him. You know, we had, it was like an experience that no one can really like relate to. Um, but I think that the way things went down, I feel he feels a little like it just was kind of like messy. And like, like I said, there was like, information going like a plus a to b like things that i had said in confidence got sent to him and like it was just like it should have just been like an adult conversation a and b and it it kind of just snowballed from there um so you know one day i think we'll get there and be able to have a friendship but right now i think you know like i said after the show no one realizes like how much you go through and you go from like zero to 100 and i'm sure he even got like more of that because he, he was like the main guy, you know, so I'm sure people are like, why aren't you with the man or why aren't you with this? And it's like really overwhelming, like to have no one in your inbox to like thousands of people. And you feel like, like, to be honest, I like want to like shut my phone off and you just don't know how to like handle it because no one teaches you if you're not used to it. Um, so I think both of us just needed to like, kind of like take a second and like regroup. And, you know, I'm sure even with him and Carolyn, like he needed to heal from like, not one real like breakup, but like maybe even like too because of like us too so you know I like wish him the best and I hope we can be friends on the road but ultimately like I think right now just focusing on ourselves is like the best for both of us totally yeah that sounds like the best decision too because he was like you said like the like the bad boy element of the show so maybe he's like desirable for everyone but just like maybe not like to meet your goals like in a way for a romantic partner but maybe a friend Yeah, exactly. Like, I think after the show, when we tried, like, he was a good boyfriend, like he would do all the right things. But like, energetically, there just wasn't that like, I did not feel that connection. And like, maybe he would say like, maybe he just couldn't open up or meet me where I was at. Or like, there was just like some sort of disconnect. And, you know, it just I think ultimately, like we were living in two different states, like that probably put pressure on it. So ultimately, just like kind of fell off. But, you know, who's to say if we lived in the same state, it would have been a lot easier because yeah. I'm like, my, my love language is physical touch and stuff. And I don't know what his was, to be honest, but that was like a thing that we probably should have talked about. But right. yeah, it's just a lot. It was a lot after the show. And I think we both were just like exhausted by it all. And then, you know, we're just like, we live in different states. Let's just like let this thing go. But and how far was he? If you don't like mind me asking, like, no, He's in North Carolina. So it was like a two hour flight. So I flew out there and spent Thanksgiving like or Thanksgiving with him. And then I flew out like two other times and it was great when we were together. But like I said, I think even like, I think if I was with him watching the show back, watching the way him and Carolyn's relationship was, I probably would have felt insecure. And then that would have like triple or like 
went into our relationship and it wouldn't have been a good base for me to start a relationship like that. I don't think, you know, the trust would have been like broken. So I'm like, ultimately like we have to look at it as like, it was a good experience. We had a really great friendship on the show, but I don't know. I don't know how couples kind of get through that, but you need a lot of reassurance from the guy. And I don't think Kurt was ready or like, uh, like able to give me that. And I was like, you know, I just would rather like start fresh, I guess, than have to like, pull like reassurance out of someone and be like, am I the one? Like, I just, that's not how I work. And I just wanted to feel natural. And I think at that point it was like too far gone, like too many, too many emotions watching it back and like with him and her and then me and him, it was just like messy. So I totally get that. I would feel the same way if I was in that position, watching another relationship with someone I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was tough. So so on, to the, on to the next. Exactly. Exactly. Um, which it just sounds like you're focusing on yourself right now. Yeah. I'm having like so much fun just like playing with like not being a player, but just having fun. And I think like I wanted to touch on this, like being an advocate for women to have fun and have options. Like I feel like we're so pushed into this box of like you either have to be dating one person or like in a serious relationship. And I'm like, no, like go explore. Yeah. go have fun because we're only going to experience this for so long. And then when you do meet the right one, you're going to be tied down and you're going to miss those times when you were like flirting and like guys buy you drinks. So I'm just like trying to live my best single life right now. No, so. I a hundred percent hear you on that. I'm 27 right now. Um, I made the move from New Jersey to California and it was like, society wants me to be married with kids by 32. Like, how am I going to crunch that in. Um, and every single word you just said describes my exact emotion towards that. Like just have fun, see where life takes you flirt here and there, do your own thing. Um, and just like ride the wave, you know, like society has such a big say on us. And at the end of the day, like, what does it really matter? You know, as long as you're happy, that's, that's it. Yeah. And to be honest, like after the show, I, like I said, I felt like I was so in a box and like, I was like making sure I didn't do the wrong thing or like post the wrong thing. And now I'm like, honestly, life is short. And I do want to just like encourage people to have more fun and not like be searching for a man or I'm like, your time will come and you're going to look back. Like everyone I know who's, you know, like has been in a relationship, they're always like, what are you doing? Or like intrigued by like my life. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my God you know, people, everyone wants what they can't have. And the grass is always greener. So I'm like, I'm really just trying to be present and enjoy this because once I'm married, I'll probably be like, Oh, that was so fun when I was like dancing on that random boat when I met those guys. So it's like just embracing where you're at because one day you will have that compatibility and that, you know, everyone wants to find love, but it'll come with time. So just being more present and what you're in, I think is so important. Of course. Love that. Um, so talking about life and everything what does living life to the fullest mean to you living life to the fullest I think just means like you know for me I make a list of things I want to do and accomplish and just being proactive and checking them off like a lot of people say oh I want to do this or I want to do that and I'm like do it just make goals like hit your goals or just take a risk like what's and you know really just being checking out myself and not just saying I want to do things but actually like doing them love that so obviously starting a podcast was on your list of things Mm -hmm. to do what made you like know that that was what you wanted to do I love talking to people and I love the connection, like even us just chatting and I just, it comes natural. So, and it's like, 
now I have my other job. Um, I fly as a private flight attendant. So my life's crazy busy. So the podcast is just easy. I pop my computer open. I can do it anywhere in the world. I can do it in a hotel. I can do it at my apartment. So it just felt right without pressure of like starting a whole new business. Um, and I like that I can have it. Like I said, I don't know. We didn't record it yet, but, um, like if it can help one person and by having someone influential on my podcast, that's the main goal right now. You know, it's like, it's not really a business goal. It's more of a let me see who I can help by just having fun right now. Definitely. So I felt like easy and fun. And yeah. Right. Reach people. Like I mm. totally enjoyed listening to your episodes and what you had to say about, you know, creating the life that you want. Well, thank you. And I meet these like really cool people along my way. And I'm like, I have to have you on the podcast just because you, you just resonate with people sometimes. Like, you know, you might not resonate with every episode, but I guarantee someone will be like, oh my God, like I had one girl on who has Lyme disease. Like if someone knows someone who has Lyme disease, maybe they could help in that way. Or like everyone's, you know, so that's kind of the goal right now. Yeah, of course. Everyone's like connected in a weird kind of way. Um, And I also say that like everyone has a story. Like Mm -hmm. there isn't someone that you wouldn't meet. If they were to tell you their story, you'd be like, oh my God. Yes. I enjoyed listening to that. I enjoy your presence. Let's be, let's become best friends. Yes. And I truly like, I, it's so sad because like I look around, even I I go to spin class and I'm like trying to smile at people. And there's like such a disconnect of human connection right now because of COVID. And I think that people are just so like lonely and they're like scared to engage. And I'm like, if you just make a friend and like hit it off like that, like even we just literally talked for an hour and I'm like, I love you guys. Like you never know. So it's like, it's just as easy as like a simple hello. And you never know where the friendship's going to go or like how it's going to connect us down the road in career. Like, so I'm a big, like, I just believe in that so much of just being nice or like you could change someone's whole day or whole life by just saying hello. So of course you are what you attract. That's what I also believe. I love that. Yes. I truly believe that too. Um, so what are your next steps in life? Like, what are you looking forward to? Um, my next steps in life, you know, I'm really, after the show, I did not know what I wanted to do because prior to that, I was in the bikini industry. I was like designing and doing all that. It was fun, but it just wasn't giving me like a sense of passion or purpose. Um, so I really like did a lot of inner work and was like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I like to do? And I remember writing down in my journal, I'm like, I love to travel. And then I made a vision board of like flying on private jet. And then I fell into this job of just um, being a private flight attendant. So right now I'm just, you know, like taking a year to travel the world and like really just having fun because I just need to like focus on my happiness right now. And it's, I'm happy and I'm making money. So I'm like, that's all I need. And then the podcast on the side is for fun. And eventually my main goal would be to host retreats with people like you guys and just help, you know, spread the word about like how important it is to just have an open mind and be positive because it really can change your whole life. Like your mindset is everything. And when you wake up in the morning, you get to decide what type, what type of day you're going to have. And some people don't realize it's as easy as changing your mindset. And, you know, you just need a few tools. And I hope that I could eventually share tools that I've learned with everyone and, you know, build a community and people can just have that to like lean into. No, yeah, that's awesome. Your mindset truly creates your reality. Yeah, it really does. And then we have to do our episode on manifesting too later. We can dive so much deeper into that. Like I'm lit up. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk for hours. We'll have to get another one on the books once we figure out schedule and stuff. Um, Yeah. So 
you should take a second and tell us anything that you would like to share. We're so appreciative that you've talked and answered all of our questions that we have. So, you know, any social platforms, whatever you're excited about, you know, just go ahead and have the floor. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. First of all, you guys are awesome. Um, you can find me at on Instagram at Amanda Pace. I think Pace is P-A-C-E-E-E. I don't know why that was like college and it's stuck. <laughs> I also have a podcast called Pace Yourself. Um, it's linked in my Instagram as well. And it's just a place for people to come, um, you know, I'm just trying to share what I've learned throughout the years. So it's just kind of a fun little place to share like some knowledge and some fun chats with some girlfriends who have inspired me. I'm actually going to have my guy friend on. We're recording on Monday. He creates a space, um, like he calls it the connection creator. And he hosts events and retreats all over the world. I think he's hosting one in Portugal where people can just come and you like wake up and journal and you just connect to people who want to be in a community to, you know, be more mindful and positive and stuff like that. So um, I'll be sharing that. But yeah, so that's pretty much my story. So I hope to just keep inspiring and, you know, going through life of just living my best life and not giving a shit what people think and <laughs> sharing that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, powerful. Yeah, I mean, you've inspired us. Like, even on the show, like, I haven't gotten a chance to say this yet, but, like, it was so clear that you had your own, like, sense of worth of, like, you know, what you brought to the table. And that's empowering, you know, for myself. So I'm sure it's empowering for other girls to know. And like you said, like, you don't have to chase a man. Like, you, you know, you bring what you are to the table. And if they pursue you and it works out, then that's great. Um, But if not, like, I mean, you're doing great. And you have so many things that are now going well for you. That's like a part of the whole new life you've created. Yeah. And thank you so much. And that's so important to you because they, there's like that like cheesy saying, but like good things fall apart so better things can fall together. I think that's how it goes. And it's so true. Like if something doesn't work out the way you want it to nine times out of 10, there's something better waiting right there on the corner. You just have to be patient and know what you bring to the table. And every woman has something inside of them. That's worthy of amazing love and, you know, destined for a great future. So just remembering that and staying positive and patience. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We love all of that. All of our listeners will take that yes, away. from hearing yeah, I hope, I hope they do. Yeah. Well, I think that that was, yeah, much no, everything. That's much it, yeah, that was so great. Um, we like, we'll definitely do this again. Like we said, we should, we'll do another episode and we'll set that up for you. That would be totally fun to talk yeah. about the manifesting and the goal setting. Totally. And like I said, my goal for the future is to host retreats. So I'm just trying to build out a community of like women who empower me and others. So, um, you know, it's like, that's like on the back of my radar because it's, I'm actually hosting one, like I'm co-hosting with my friend in October. And I think that'll just be me too. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like, this is my opportunity to go and see if this is like what I want to do because I'm co-hosting. So it's not really my event. I'm like, if this goes good and I love this, like hopefully I can start planning my own in the U S so it's easier for people to like, I honestly would love to have one in Malibu or Santa Barbara and just have like, my vision would be like, get a group of like, probably like 20, 30 girls wake up, do like sound baths, have like all of us talk, do workshops about like journaling, manifesting and like all that, but just having like a group of women to like lead. Cause like you said, I feel like girls just don't have the confidence. Like 
to know their worth. So it's about like building self-worth, positivity mindset. So it's so cool that we connected because that's like a goal of mine. And you guys are in California and that's like the best place to be. Well, new goal of ours is to attend one of your retreats. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, you know, listening, like follow Amanda, follow what she's doing. um, That speaks to you. I looked at the itinerary. It looks so amazing. And it's actually so affordable, like like what it includes and what you pay for. It's totally worth the price of what you get out of that experience. And you know, it's interesting. The first retreat I went on, I had no idea. I was like this, like, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into, but I love to travel. So any opportunity where I get like invited on a retreat, I'm like, sure. Like I'll go. And it is the most life-changing. You don't really, you go in with no expectations and you meet people. Like I met the girl who introduced me to the flight stuff at a retreat. So, you know, it's always like, you just, if you feel called to do something, sometimes you just don't have to like ask questions. You just go because you never know who you're going to connect with or like something will resonate with you. So like, you know, I would love to have you guys lead a retreat too one day. And once we figure out all the bells and whistles, but yeah, it's more about just like taking a chance. If you feel called to do it, do it. And totally. yeah, yeah. I just do it. Yeah. yeah. If God like leads you to it, he'll lead you through it. Like yeah. you're led there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, our retreat and grace trail go, but yeah, it's, it, it's going to be a good time. We're still figuring out like the exact itinerary because she's more into photography. And then she asked me to co-host. So I'm going to try and do the mornings every morning of like how I would set up my day. And then, um, yeah, we'll be doing like fun stuff, like exploring, taking photos. So next retreat, you guys, I think it's going to be easier for people to do it in this, in the States. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I can set one up, you know, if this one goes really good, I'll set one up for like January or something like that. So if it's in Malibu, catch me yeah. there. Yeah. I'll we'll play that. We're we're going on yes. your guest list right now. So we'll be the first people. <laughs> That'd be so cool. So no, yeah, cool. we'll for that. Thank you so much again, Amanda. It was honestly oh, yeah. a pleasure meeting you oh. out of your day to just talk to us. Um, yeah. and like we said, we need another episode all just about our beliefs and manifesting and just being positive because we're positively uncensored and that's a huge goal of ours, you know, just being positive. And at the end of the day, it's your life. And if people are going to judge, they're going to judge. And just staying focused on like who you are and what you bring to the table. Yep. I love it. We're so aligned. So thank you so much for having me too. And I'm sure we'll set up the next one soon because we have so much. Thank you. Thank you. Can we just see everything that and how the retreat goes and we'll like keep in touch so we can stay posted. Yes. Sounds good. Well, thank you. you. Have a great day. Have fun on the East Coast. Yeah. Enjoy. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.